gosh, this crappy lamp that Adam gave me. It looks like he just got this from a garage sale. And it's so freaking dusty. <laughs> Oh, hey, hello there. I am uh, the genie of the lamp. What are your uh, three wishes here? Oh, you sound just like Christopher Walken. There was a casting mistake. I was supposed to be Will Smith, but apparently Will and Walken got confused. And now I'm the genie. Oh, so this is just like Aladdin. I have three wishes? What are your wishes, a, a boy? Oh, oh, the first one's gotta be world peace. World peace? All right, coming right up. Uh, a one, a two, a three. Poof, uh, the nukes are, are gone. Everyone loves everyone. It's a great world. Ah, oh, yes. Okay, second wish is that no one will get sick ever again. Oh, no one's sick. Uh, bippity boppity uh, boom. Everyone <laughs> is vaccinated. There is immunization <laughs> everywhere. Everyone is perfectly healthy. Cancers, poof, thing of the past. No more illness. Oh, this is a great world. There's only one thing that can make it even better. I wish that my favorite podcast would start. Your favorite podcast? Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Let's see here. Uh, we got, uh, let's see. One, two, three. And alive from New York, it's Double A CinemaCast. Welcome to Double A Cinemacast, your weekly film fix. All right, so we are back once again this week for another episode of Double A Cinemacast. But before we jump in to this amazing episode we have here for you, all about the new 2019 uh, Disney remake, yeah, remake. It's a remake of yeah. uh, Aladdin. I uh, want to remind everyone to follow us on our social medias. We have uh, two that you can follow. We have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. Our Twitter is at Double A Cinema, and our Instagram is at Double A Cinema Cast. Um, so feel free to go follow those, stay up to date with the episodes. We're going to be doing a lot more Twitter polls on there, um, and Instagram. Uh, we're posting a new new picture for every episode we do, um, and you know, share it with your friends. And also, you know, wherever you've listened to your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcast, a few people that we know are on Stitcher, at least Anchor, the site we use to host. Our podcast tells us a few people listen to on Stitcher, so hello, Stitcher crowd. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, but leave us a rating. Uh, give us a follow on those sites. Uh, it really means a lot to us, and it'll really help us grow our podcast. So without further ado, let's hop on in to Aladdin. Coolio. So we're AAA cinema cast today. We are. Uh, we have with us, uh, This I think you are the first... Third guest. Oh, so it's a triple all around. It's, you, oh, this it is. is your third <laughs> time um, on the podcast. We had you first on for uh, Avengers Endgame, mm -hmm. um, and then most recently in uh, May for The Isle of Dogs. But uh, Anna Catherine is back to talk about Aladdin. Hello. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yes. Of course. Of course. So I want to know, what is all of your experience with the story of Aladdin? Oh, do you want to go first or should I go first? It doesn't matter. All right. Um, for me, this was actually one of my favorite like Disney movies growing up. Um, I loved Robin Williams as the genie. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until, you know, a few years ago where I rewatched the film and I picked up on every single reference he was making. 
because um, I think there are Groucho Marx references, Richard Nixon references, Ed Sullivan references, um, all sorts of random references to comedians, figures that, you know, a four or five-year-old would just right over their head. Um, I think a Vincent Price reference as well. So, like, some obscure, like, 50s to 70s era references Robin Williams storming in there. Um, but I love that. Uh, I just love the story. I love the music, especially Friend Like Me, uh, Prince Ali, um, you know, One Jump Ahead. All those songs are great. And yeah, I just, it's always been probably my favorite next to Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, I think, is like my number one animated Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, if only for the fact of I love the song Be Our Guest. We're not here to talk about the remake of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we're here to talk about the remake of Aladdin. And yeah, so that's my experience with Aladdin. I was actually, Aladdin used to not be one of my favorite movies. I think it tied in there with Snow White. I don't know why. Won't go into that. Snow White's kind of a snoozer, to be (laughs) honest. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. I don't know about you. You too, but. There's always something I find that I like about it, but I always liked Robin Williams. Like, he was Mm -hmm. my favorite character in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just grew up, like, I watched it a couple times and was kind of just like, eh, like, it's a lot and it's okay. And then as I got older, I learned to appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. But definitely, like, the remake a lot better than the original. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the remake brought you around to Aladdin. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just there's differences clearly in them. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get into. Yeah. yeah. So my experience with Aladdin is I probably haven't seen the Disney animated Aladdin since the 90s. But I remember we owned a direct-to-video sequel of Aladdin. Yep. It was called Aladdin and the King of Thieves. And I think in this, the story was Aladdin's dad shows up. Yeah. And he's the king of thieves. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I, if I remember correctly, his the story is kind of, he's a swindler and he plays Aladdin and Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And then I think he becomes a good guy by the end. It's, it's interesting because it's, um, it's referenced, like, he's supposed to be the guy. So in the song Friend Like Me, mm-hmm. um, the genie starts off with, you know, well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be the king of thieves, is Alibaba. So that's who his dad is. So they reference his dad in the first movie retroactively. Oh. <laughs> basically retcon, they're like, hey, that guy from Friend Like Me, that's Aladdin's dad. Surprise! <laughs> and of course, it turns out not to be his dad, but, but yeah, so. I didn't know that there was a sequel. There are, oh. two, there are two sequels. I didn't know this. And they're yes. both direct-to-DVD. And in fact, or direct-to-video. Direct-to-video. came in the 90s. And this came up in our Toy Story podcast. Yeah, so what, Aladdin came out in 92. Yep. In 94, they came out with the sequel, which was Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. And it did so well on direct-to-video that it changed Disney's whole format. Mm-hmm. So in fact, Toy Story 2 was planned to be direct-to-video for the longest time. But Toy Story 2? Yeah. Did you say 4? He said 2. I thought I said it was in four. No, he said two. Ignore me. So basically it just made Buku bucks and that's why we got like Lion King 2, The Little Mermaid 2, Beauty and the Beast, Christmas, Beauty and the Beast 2. Yep. Whoa. You know, all those are thanks to Return of Jafar. So, but yeah. I didn't know that. Lion King one and a half. Man, you learn something new every day. 
the Timon and Pumbaa story. Okay, that Working a Bug's Life doesn't get a sequel. Bugs Life <laughs> I would like... even take a director video. Bug's Life is a great self-contained story and doesn't need a sequel. <laughs> like, I don't know. Bug's Life is one of those underappreciated Disney films, and someone's probably going to comment saying that Snow White's one of those unappreciated films just because I said it's not my favorite. I mean, we'll, Snow... well, Snow White, I think, is like in a category of its own. Yeah. Snow White is. It was the first full-length animated feature. So, mm. I know it, it won an Oscar for, like, the first animated film. Mm. And you can actually look up, if you Google Snow White Oscar, it's one full-size Oscar and then seven little Oscars next to it on the podium. Really? So, they're like, here's your Oscar, Disney. Oh, that's <laughs> like, cute. So, that's cute. But, Sorry for that tangent. But, but yeah, so, no. <laughs> steering the ship You're back good. to Aladdin, pun intended. If oh, you wait, I have one more experience with Aladdin. Oh, yeah. So, I had a picture book growing up. That I would read. And I remember the story being a little different. Like there was a genie that came out of a ring. Mm-hmm. I think he was green. There were there were multiple genies. Mm-hmm. And I think Jaf- the character of Jafar might have been Aladdin's uncle. Mm-hmm. But I remember always reading that and thinking, this, is, this isn't the version I'm used to. What is this? <laughs> and I think it's interesting that it's, it's both a pro and con, I guess. Um, we're going to get real meta here for a moment. But with Disney and... Like Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Aladdin, mm-hmm. even Mulan to an extent, Alice in Wonderland. Growing up, a lot of these kids, I mean, including us, will see these Disney movies and be like, this is Aladdin. Like, this is the definitive Cinderella, what have you. Mm-hmm. And then you read the actual source material and you're like, what? This is either, you know, too gory or like, this isn't right. Like, with Aladdin. And you're like, you know, there's, there's a ring genie? What? That's not right. Yeah. You know, and it's just interesting how... Disney has been able to kind of capitalize or rather monopolize like their version of the story of like this is Aladdin. And the interesting thing about this movie is the story of Aladdin is almost mythic. It's been around what since the 1700s or so. Mhm. And it's different. Well, I guess Little Mermaid isn't that based What's that based off of? That one's based on a Hans Christian Andersen story and he's the same guy who wrote the original Ugly Duckling. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. So that was a Dutch short story from like 1750, something like that. So is that it one, darker? That one... Is his story darker than the Disney one? It's pretty much the same, except at the end, she doesn't get her voice back, and she just dies. Oh, well, that, actually, I would say that's darker. Well, yeah. actually, she doesn't die. She turns into bubbles and then just disintegrates. And this is a children's story. This is a children's so story. she's basically Glinda without a voice and then just poofs away. And then poofs away. So and what's the message a... there? Don't look... The grass isn't greener on the other side, so don't even try. <laughs> don't throw so. legs. Just... Don't, if you want to be with someone you're not meant to be, stop it or you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to turn into some bubbles and bibby bobbity de- out of there. Don't defy societal norms. Oh, that's an awful mess. Yeah. It's it's the Dutch, you know. I don't, I don't know what yeah. to say. Excuse me, I'm part Dutch. Oh uh, well, you know. Anyway, so um, something that strikes yeah. me right away in this movie is mm-hmm. that Guy Ritchie freaking directed this. Yeah, and I remember when this first came out, that Guy Ritchie was directing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, this guy did like all these action movies, mm-hmm. and like he he definitely has a definitive style of this kind of over the top, kind of bombastic, you know bigger-than-life characters, which I guess works for Aladdin. But it just seems so weird that Disney would be like, this is our guy. Well, he wanted to do it because he had such a connection with it when he was younger, and so did his children. 
Which that and, makes sense. Yeah, and I guess he just said it's so relative because he mentioned how he always works with like street thieves and like con artists and stuff and in like his Aladdin. Movies. Yeah, and, yeah. His and that's just like right up his alley. Right? No, not he doesn't. You know, because like I found fact, some. He's a hustler. I found some washed up <laughs> drug addict. Turned out to be Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and he was Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> right. No. So like he said that it was just right up his alley to direct something yeah. live action like that because the stories yeah. are about those kinds of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is bread and butter. But yeah, it's... And you can definitely tell in this movie... I mean, there is action in the animated film, but there were some, like, high-intensity action sequences. Yeah. The one jump ahead was a huge chase scene. Right. A lot a lot of hardcore parkour in this film. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Lens. <laughs> legit parkour. <laughs> and we have the chasing at the end with the giant Iago mm-hmm. on the magic carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cave of Wonders sequence is pretty action-packed. Did you know that the Cave of Wonders is voiced by the same person who voiced the Cave of Wonders in the original? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and that... I he think... also played Abu, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So that's... I think... And he reprised that role, too. You're right, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that he had reprised both. I think yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. least the cave. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, you know, that classic diamond in the rough. So it was a horrible version of that, but <laughs> Are you a diamond in the rough? <laughs> I should know. I'm like a like you know, quartz in the rough. I don't know. That's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool that they have, you know, the same actor come back. Um and you know it's interesting that we have you know, not often, especially with Broadway musicals like in terms of movies, oftentimes the main actors on stage don't end up in the movie version. Um, but it's cool here that the original animated version uses the same guy. But I guess it's not like the Cave of Wonders is like a difficult role to play. What are you talking about? You had to turn I, into a lion head. <laughs> I watched this movie for the Cave of Wonders. I will say, I think they could have done, while we're on the topic of the Cave of Wonders... They could have done better with the Cave of Wonders. How so? Because in the original movie, it's just in the middle of the desert. They have the scarab jewel or gem or amulet, whatever, that Jafar puts together. And that leads them to this cave that comes out of the sand. You know, like this great beast that's been awakened. Mm-hmm. But in the new one, it's just like, hey, this cave looks like a lion. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just sitting out there. <laughs> it's just it? there. And, like, anyone could walk up to it, you know? Apparently, it's not as far from civilization as we thought. Yeah, either. like, it's... It's maybe like, I don't know, a few hours away from Agrabah. It's like, it's just there. Anyone can wander in, grab the lamp, and be good. You know? But well, I, you have to be a diamond in the rough. I guess, but I don't know. I feel like it would have been really cool to see like a giant, you know, lion head. Or even make it like a sphinx or something. Pop out of the ground. Come, come out of the sand. Oh, cool. You know, that'd be cool. Because we clearly see, they. I don't know, they filmed... Whether it was in Spain or California, but like they were in the desert mm-hmm. for a lot of this film, and they could have so easily just animated the Cave of Wonders, and to see that special effect or that visual effect done modernized would be so cool. I was kind of underwhelmed. It was like it's a lion head cave. <laughs> the end. <laughs> like oh okay, and the mouth didn't even move because like in the original one, the mouth moves and everything, and like it's actually talking to them. It, like the Cave of Wonders in 2019 could have been like some guy in a booth who was just like, "Oh, the diamond in the rough. You gotta find the diamond in the rough." I don't get paid enough for this, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. Sorry, minor rant there. 
<laughs> Moving on. <laughs> he has strong feelings about that kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool in the original one. There was all this lightning and everything. But anyway. Yeah. This movie is a musical mm-hmm. for sure. So let's start talking about the songs. Yeah. So well, anyone have any like strong feelings I know I have some strong feelings, but I don't want to like jump ahead because I just did my case <laughs> Wonders rant. Jump ahead. Jump. <laughs> hey. Um, well, Anthony, because you haven't seen this movie since really the 90s, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts of the songs? So I've listened to the soundtrack, though, recently, except no, Robin you, Williams. The, the classic the soundtrack? soundtrack? The 92. Okay. Yeah. Except Robin Williams' Friend Like Me isn't available on Spotify for some reason. What? Yeah. No, Wait. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm gonna look this up. Keep talking. Unfortunately. So I haven't heard that friend like me version in a while. And I I really so something to take note of is that the actors it's really their voices in these mm. songs. So Mina Masoud or Masoud, who plays Aladdin, he's actually singing. Naomi Scott, who plays Jasmine, is actually singing, and Will Smith, who plays the genie, is actually singing. But in one jump ahead, there was there was always a line in the ninety in the nineteen ninety two version that I liked. It was that old woman saying, "Ooh, I think he's rather tasty," in like a really creepy, almost witch like voice. Mm-hmm. And so I was so waiting for that. But it was <laughs> it was a lot less creepy and witch like in this one. It, it was very much like I'm a Broadway extra they hired. And still, I think he's rather tasty. Yeah, it's, he, like, it's like ah. Eh. Kind of has a little more oomph to it, you know? But yeah. Um, okay, so I just checked. And it's listed on Spotify, but you can't play it. Yeah. That's so weird. I know. Why maybe, was this so popular? Probably, maybe it's just a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, maybe. <laughs> We're not supposed to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... You see, it's interesting. You So you really only have the classic 92 Aladdin to compare to this. Mm-hmm. Um, going into this, I was kind of hoping... I've seen the Broadway musical version of Aladdin, which came out, I think, four or five. I remember it was around when Robin Williams died. Oh, is that recent? So It didn't come out in the 90s or 2000s? No. So this was, I think, one of the more recent Disney musicals. Yeah, because they did a tribute to him after they learned that he had passed. Because I remember Mm -hmm. seeing the clip of the genie crying on stage at the end and said that this was in dedication to him. And they all sang Friend Like Me in the audience together. Yeah, they passed out sing-along sheets so the audience could sing Friend Like Me. after the curtain call. And then everybody was singing. And they were like, there wasn't a dry eye in there. The genie was like really upset because he was like he was his idol yeah inspiration or, and yeah all that. and he really tried to embody what robin williams would have wanted on stage as a genie mm-hmm. and i just remember that clip i haven't seen it i've only ever listened to the soundtrack of it mm-hmm. yeah and and seeing it and hearing the soundtrack the the songs are a lot longer like friend like me in the broadway version is the end of act one mm-hmm. and it's like seven and a half minutes long he references all the classic disney you know, he references Beauty and the Beast, he references Little Mermaid, he references Pocahontas. Like, all these songs, are like, Disney movies are referenced. And there are, there are a few Disney references in um, both the classic and the new one. Um, but I was hoping that they would, the songs in this version would be a bit more to that grand Broadway scale. But I can understand why Disney would want, not want to do that necessarily. And keep, you know, the Broadway, like, keep the theater show the theater show. Mm-hmm. And keep the new movie the new movie, and don't try to bridge the two. Um, what would make these songs more Broadway style? I think they were just the well, at least the 
um, the Broadway soundtrack, and you can actually hear it. There's a lot of like dance musical breaks. A lot more like let's show off that the actors can dance and do all these crazy moves and stunts and all that on stage. Whereas I would describe the songs in this new one and the classic one when compared to the Broadway version, much leaner. I think that's okay. typical of any like movie musical though, is that yeah. they're a lot leaner. I mean, you can do all these grand theatrical things. I mean, I think definitely set design mm-hmm. topped what you would see in a Broadway show. Oh, the sets and the so costumes I were think, just I think amazing. they sacrificed length of song for set design and all that and architecture within the set and just all the colors and everything. And I think the dancers really got a chance, especially in Prince Ali, which you have I was something about to say to about that. Prince Ali knocked it out of the park. They yeah. Had 100 yeah. extras. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I will say the, the I'm kind of glad in retrospect they didn't do, they didn't basically just take the Broadway version. They're just like, now they're on screen. Well, because I know I would go see the Broadway version. It would lessen the Broadway version. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few extra songs in the Broadway version that are not in the new one. Um, but yeah, the genie is a lot more um, free to do improv. Of course, being live theater, a lot more chance to do that. Um, when I saw the version of Aladdin, Black Panther had just recently come out. Mm-hmm. And the genie is played by an African-American man mm-hmm. on Broadway. And at one point, Aladdin asked the genie, you know, wait, did you, did you come from the lamp? And the genie looked at him and said, no, I came from Wakanda. And he put his arms across his chest and was like, no, I came from the lamp. So, you know, like, being able to have fun with that, it's still two very different characters. And I think Robin Williams did a great job with the genie, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but yeah, I think the music, it, I, and I was on the fence. I remember when the music for this movie um, came out. I was listening to some of the songs, just little bits and pieces here and there, and I didn't know how I felt about Robin Williams, not Robin Williams, uh, Will Smith, almost like rapping friend like me. Oh, it's definitely a hip-hop flavor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, he even says, you know, like, there's the one line, he's like, I'm the genie of the lamp, I can sing, rap, rap dance, rap, if, you dance if you give me a chance. And I'm just like, we're just going straight into, like, this is a hip-hop number, mm-hmm. which I... I've been listening to more and more and it's growing on me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the music. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I realized you were probably still in the middle of your um, discussion of the music. Was there anything else you oh. wanted to say about the music? I'm sorry about that. In <laughs> So, Friend Like Me, apparently that was the first thing that Will Smith recorded. Mm. And he he was thinking about it and he he actually, I guess, used the drum track from the a Honey Drippers song. It was called Impeach the President. It came out in like 1973. Uh-oh. I had never heard of it before. Huh. But And then he started playing around with it. But I really like that version. I will say, I don't like the remix with DJ Khaled quite as much. <laughs> I remember we were in the theater. Adam and I were in the theaters. And the credits come up. And it goes, it says something like, DJ Khaled's like, Will Smith and DJ Khaled. And both of us just burst out laughing. We're like, they're not actually going to do that. Oh, there they went. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's. Mm. But there are remixes in properties like this that I like. Like in the 2000 Grinch, the live action one, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey does a remix of 
You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, mm-hmm. with Busta Rhymes. And that, I think that, that is good. really good. Was, yeah. Did you know that Jim Carrey was actually up to be the genie in this Aladdin? I did read that, yeah. Yeah, and but, but he, he had a scheduling conflict. That and law stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> he right. He was in trouble with the that's law. That's what it was, lawsuit, yeah. So he couldn't commit to anything long term. Right. Which I am glad that they cast Will Smith. Jim Carrey's great. Mm-hmm. And he was great as the Grinch, and I love his remix, but I'm really glad about the Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize he he was really really great in this role. He was he he was very kind of vain. Oh yeah, and that guy Richie talked about that. He's like he's the he's like maybe the smartest person on the material plane. Like let's play around with this idea that he's really cocky too. Yeah, I, he he definitely was like I'm going to help you, but I'm not necessarily happy about helping you. Mm-hmm. You know, and almost like making fun of Aladdin for a lot of the stuff. You know, like, oh, who's the girl? And he's like, oh, she's a princess. Aren't they all? Like, yeah. Like, no, really, she's a princess. Oh. Um, I think, and actually, when we got back from the movie that night, mm-hmm. I was texting Anna. And we had this whole back and forth thing about the jam scene. Oh, my gosh. Um, the jam? Oh, yes. That the, was so funny. When So after Prince Ali, when they get into the, I guess, the palace... Um, Aladdin's trying to show off, you know, I got jewels and, 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 and necklaces and elephants and elephants and this it looks like a drum with like a handle neck. It looks like a bingo, um, like spinner thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. He's like, what is that? He's like, it's expensive <laughs> and jams, lots of jams. <laughs> and just Will Smith, that whole scene was hysterical. Just Wow. In 10,000 years, I've never been more embarrassed. Wow. Yeah, Will Smith and Mina had just incredible chemistry. They were amazing. So good. I just, I loved him, like, when he was dressing him as, like, the prince. Uh And that little tidbit where, like, it's the colors of, like, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Mm -hmm. he's like, how about this? And he's like, um. He's like, you're right. It's a little over the top or whatever he says. And he was going through it. And then that whole lead into, like, Prince Ali. And I loved how Aladdin's like, this is a big hat. This is a big hat. And he's like, that's not a big hat. And then he comes into Prince Ali with this giant, like, blue turban that's, like, three times out of his head. And I'm like, that's a big hat. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, him and Aladdin, or the genie and Aladdin definitely had great chemistry in this film. Mm -hmm. The genie's design, Guy Ritchie, the director said he designed the genie's body off of a seventies bodybuilder. He's like Mm. someone who's just pumping weights in the gym. Isn't really caring about what they eat. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense as me as a fitness. I see it. Well, he even pumps weights randomly. Yeah. Like, he's talking to Aladdin um, right before he's, like, telling her, like, telling Aladdin, like, you need to go tell Jasmine how you feel, like, what you really are. And he's just, like, pumping iron, just poofs in some weights, and just like, you know, and I'm just like, does the genie have to work out? Like, he's all-powerful. Why does he have to, like, tone his muscles? (laughs) Just makes them tone. But, but Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed. Also, I like how they gave the genie a love interest. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Who's played by none other than Nassim Pedreb from SNL? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. I remember I had read the cast list earlier and was excited to see her in it. Then forgot. Then while we were in the movie, I'm like, yes, 
she's hilarious on that. She was hilarious on SNL. My favorite sketch is when she's the kid in the classroom, Shalone, and they always and in these sketches they'll bring in some adult professional mm-hmm. who's telling the class about safety, mm-hmm. and she gets the class on the wrong track. And like one is safety with getting candy. <laughs> Or safety around strangers. <laughs> okay, and I think Edward Norton is playing the safety is playing the police officer or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What do you do if a stranger comes up in a van and says, do you want some candy? You have to, but you have to come in the van and 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 uh, Nassim goes, I'm getting in that van. <laughs> I'm getting that candy. <laughs> Gung ho about uh, it. Like, We're going. Yeah. We're going in. Yeah. She. I did. I remember. I was hesitant about this film going in. Um, I tried to forget the original going into it, mm-hmm. um, and I had seen a few reviews about it. You know, kind of preparing myself for it. And one reviewer was like, "You know, her and the genie are like the best part of this film." I wouldn't necessarily say they were the best part of this film, um, but yeah, they were. I didn't. I don't know. It was just a unique take. And I like they start the movie after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, after the events of Aladdin, oh. starting it with the genie and um, Dahlia, the handmaiden, with their family on their boat, mm-hmm. um, telling their kids the story of, of Aladdin, which I just loved. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, she was great. Um, and... While we're talking about characters briefly, I want to bring up Jafar. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I don't know about you two, but I was not a fan of this Jafar. No? No. I liked him. What did you think? He was fine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I, I was know. lukewarm about him. I didn't love him. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought he was just so underwhelming. I mean, I could see why you thought he was underwhelming, but he was strong at the points that he needed to be. But I feel like, as always, like, he's kind of a subtle villain. Well, like, he's he's not trying to be super over the top yet. He's waiting for his moment. But even in the original movie, he was so, you know, like, I'm clearly the evil guy. How has no one noticed I'm the evil guy? I have a, a lab with a giant spinning, like, model of the solar system that, at least in the movie, like, produces, like, bolts of lightning. I'm evil. And everyone's just like, wow, oh, you're such a nice guy. You're, such, you're great. Cool. Yeah, that's, okay, that's something I don't understand. He's, he's clearly evil. He's trying to convince the Sultan to invade these other countries. And yet the Sultan says that he's his most trusted advisor? Yeah, he's like, right. what? Yeah, like, how does he, like, does, he, does the Sultan ever, like, snap out of these, like, like mind control stuff? And, like, how, it, it, it seemed to me that when they were trying to inv- invade um, Shirabad, which is the, the, the big country that we never know about. <laughs> but like Shirabad, where apparently Jasmine's mother is from, um, was trying to be invaded by Jafar, which I didn't quite get his motivation for that. I was like, did he not like the print, like the queen? Did he I not? I think he just wants more power. Yeah, I thought he said it had something to do with like their military power or something. Or like whatever resources they had. I thought yeah. they mentioned it for like one line. It was such a weird, su- like such a weird, like motivation for Jafar of like, I'm going to create war and gain power. I'm like, 
in the original one, it was I. I feel like with Disney villains, it needs to follow the kiss rule of keep it simple, stupid. Just like <laughs> what do you want? Power. How are you gonna get it? Getting the more powerful genie, and that's it. You know, I want to rule Agrabah. The end. I think. I think what you said is like the whole power thing. Actually, now that I think about it, because think about it, Jasmine's like, no, you're not getting that. You're not doing that. And like, if he can do that, he just automatically shows her that he's more powerful. But even then, and that's it, another control tactic. Maybe it, I don't know. It I seemed. Could be wrong. It seemed like him trying to mind control the Sultan was the first time he'd done it because. Either it's the first time he's done it, or Jasmine has always butted it at the last moment and, like, snapped her father out of it, you know? Because he's like, you know, we shall invade Shirabad. And then Jasmine's like, invade Shirabad? And then, like, instantly snaps out of it. I'm just like, what? Like, you have the mind control staff. You're clearly already a wizard slash sorcerer. Why are you not using your power? Maybe he has been, and that's why he's tricked the Sultan into believing that he's his I, number one advisor? I, I guess. Because like, his mind control thing never works. Because he tries it on Aladdin later, and then the genie sna- but slaps still, him out of it. someone always butts in. So, like, yeah. Jafar just needs to get himself in a room with the person he needs to influence. Right? Just lock the door. This is like, or like you after, and me, let's just chat. Right, or after they send... Um, Jasmine off with her sexist comments where they're, where they're like, don't speak or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, it's like, I think Jafar's like, you learned that women are to be seen and not heard, your highness. I'm just like, wow, Whoa. okay, screw you. And doesn't the sultan kind of go along with it? Too? Yeah, he's gonna like, you're right, Jafar. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this is your daughter. All right, whatever. But yeah, like, why not just wait till she leaves? I'm like, okay. Anyway, we will invade Shirabad. He just doesn't. She's like, well, I guess that was my one chance. Womp womp. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The staff is once a day. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna charge this thing again. <laughs> Plug it into his charging port. You know. Gonna charge the mind control staff. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I just was not because in the original. The voice actor of Jafar and the animation was so expressive and so over the top, such a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he's saying, you know, I too was a street thief <laughs> and I learned how to manipulate people. And I'm like, okay, you and every other villain I've ever seen in film, <laughs> you know. And I, I hate it when villains kill people that like slightly annoy them. <laughs> like there's the guy in the dungeon, you know, who's like, why are you looking for this diamond in the rough? Maybe it's not real. It's like, you know, I'll, I've learned who I need and I don't need you. And like pushes <laughs> him down the well. And I'm like, did no one wonder where that guard went? Did no one ask where he went? We're just gonna, he, we're just just... Used, he just, he charged his staff and went out there and said nothing happened. <laughs> he just like, no, disappeared. Nothing happened. Natural, yeah. qua- natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Adam, you're kind of making me want someone to create a YouTube video where it's a compilation of villains killing their henchmen. <laughs> yes! I mean, seriously. Unnecessary <laughs> murder. Yeah, it's like you just killed a man because he, you know, criticized your, like legitimately and understandably criticized your plot. You know, it was like, you're going to question my insaneness? Goodbye. I'm like, well, you're not helping your cause here. Or imag- imagine a, an anger management group for villains. <laughs> like, All right, everyone, we need, to, we need you to stop killing your underlings. Yeah, it's like, you know, hello there, I'm Jafar. Hi, Jafar. And I've killed 20 henchmen. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Remember, Jafar, it's not the number. It's the families that matter. <laughs> <sighs> Just, but yeah, I, I hate it when villains do that because I'm like, you're not helping yourself. You're hurting your own cause and you're raising suspicion about yourself. Anyway, but... <laughs> Apparently, so what I, I, what I hear you saying is that you felt like this Jafar was more constrained. He was almost, yeah, he was constrained unnecessarily so. I felt like, because part of what made Jafar and the original one such a great villain is that, and understandably, with today's times, it wouldn't be very appropriate to have, because it's never really stated how old Jasmine and Aladdin are. I think in... In the original, are they teenagers? I think they're like teenagers. They're I want to say, I, for some reason, I think Jasmine's 16. I want to say 16 as well. But yeah, yeah so she's like 16, but Jafar is like hitting on her. In the original. So, like, understandably, yeah. they want to get rid of that. But, like, okay, so make Jasmine older. Mm-hmm. But part of his creep factor was, you know, he's hitting on the princess. Like, he wants to marry the princess to get power. That's his first plan to become the sultan is, you know, the princess will marry me. And mm-hmm. he tries to mind trick the sultan. And I'm like, okay, so having the creepy older guy would have been so much more. And, like, the over-the-top creepy older guy would have been so much more fun. Then, you know, I too was a man like you, Aladdin. And it's like, have some fun with it. I felt like he was bored half the time. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't include him hitting on Jasmine. I am true. too. I true. Am, yeah. I'm, I like how it came in later and he's like, fine, I'll just marry you. And then he like uses his staff thing or yeah. whatever he did. And he did a so spike like, to will... the salt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like. He could have had so much more fun with it, but yeah, I think anyway. that's fair. I, I think he maybe got his fun at the end with the whole wedding scene with of him and Jasmine because he just like loses it. That yeah, he goes I, off the handle, and I think maybe they kept him so contained so that he could have that just like I am powerful, I am the most powerful being, I want it, I want, I want, and then like it just all came out at one point. You're like, oh, okay, we can see that your stress and insanity has been pent up for a very long time. Yeah. No wonder you pushed someone down a well. He's tightly wound. It's like, you know in in Back to the Future 2, where for yeah. some reason Marty's like, if anyone calls me chicken, that just sets me off. Yeah. For Jafar it was, if anyone calls him number two, that just yeah. sets him off. And yeah. just like, also, was Iago... I couldn't tell whose side Iago was on because, like, he was rooting for Jafar and, like, clearly helping him out and, like, telling him, you know, like, intruder in the castle, you know, intruder in the palace, you know, there's your diamond of the rough. But then he's like, yeah, you're number two, Jafar. And I'm like, what are you I doing? feel like maybe the parrot just had enough of Jafar and was like, dude, you're just crazy. Said that? He said it at the end when Aladdin's like, you're number two. Or, like, you're only second, second yeah. most powerful to the well, genie. And then, yeah, then Yago's like, second only, second only. <laughs> but Jafar has said that too. What's the parrot's name? Iago. Iago. Like, he said it to Iago earlier in the movie. For right. like a split second. So I think it's just like, a, like it was a natural parrot thing just to mimic that. Like, and when he heard he, it again, he was like, oh yeah, Jafar said that second. But we, but we know Iago's like, he's an intelligent bird. Right. He talks more like a traditional, quote unquote, a more realistic parrot. But he's clearly, like, has machinations of his own of being like, <laughs> I need to find this guy for Jafar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work with Jafar. Like, he has an allegiance. Yeah, and he he lets Jafar know that Aladdin's in the castle. Mm-hmm. And he, Iago's the one who identifies Aladdin as the diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. And so for them to just be like, and now I'm a dumb bird, second only. I don't, I don't <laughs> maybe, necessarily maybe buy that. Mode, let's see how far we can take this. And like, egging him on. Yeah. I think <laughs> I he's egging him on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Let's sure. see how powerful he gets now that he's a sorcerer. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of voices, before we talk about Iago's voice, mm-hmm. did you know that Patrick Stewart was actually offered the role of Jafar in Aladdin in the 92 version? Huh. And he turned it down. And apparently he was campaigning to be Jafar in this one, which I'm <laughs> glad he wasn't. That would have been a bit of whitewash. That, yeah, that would have been really awkward. Yeah. And a weird, you know, yes, I am the vizier. I am, you know, we shall make it so, Sultan. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> make it so. Nice. Um, interestingly enough, the voice actor of Jafar in the... What? I'm making sure I had the right... Oh, you were double checking on who Patrick Stewart I did. was. Well, I'm like, I'm not, and I'm not that big into that realm. Sci-fi. Yeah, sci- that sci-fi realm or category. Like, I'm not a Trekkie. Oh, okay. Oh. I hope I said that right, please. <laughs> so, well, like, I'm never that far, but I was British it. theater. <laughs> you, yeah, but um, <laughs> the voice actor of Jafar from the '92 movie played Jafar in the original Broadway cast. No way. So Wait, it really? was the same Jafar. That's awesome. on stage. That's yeah. so cool. So they just did him up in like all this crazy makeup, yeah, and they made him Jafar. Oh, so, that's so cool. That's incredible. I like so, that. but yeah. And then with the voice of Iago, Iago in the '92 version was voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, mm-hmm. and in this version he's voiced by Alan Tudyk. Who can we just take a moment to just glorify Alan Tudyk and talk about how many amazing things he's in? I mean, I glorify he, him every day, but go on. Yeah, like K two SO in Rogue One. Yep. Mr. Nobody in Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. He's playing the Joker in the new Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, shoot. Nice. He played Danger Boat in The Tick. Don't know what that is. Oh, The Tick is... An no, anim- I know The Tick, but I don't know what Danger Boat is. Oh, I thought you were like, you know what The Tick is? <laughs> he played Green Arrow in Young Justice. He played the Chicken in Moana. He played Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. Oh. Also, can we just? <laughs> I love Hey Hey. The chicken. Yeah, yeah. I love the yeah. chicken. He was in Dodgeball. He played the pirate guy, Steve the pirate. Yep. Wait, that's. Of course, he also it. played um, Wash from Serenity, from Firefly. Oh yeah, yeah. He was in um, Firefly. Yeah. He had a horrible, horrible death in Serenity, but he know. was also in that. Do you remember that DC Comics sitcom that came out? What? Powerless. Powerless. I think it was what no. it was called. You don't remember this? It was on NBC. It was canceled after, before the first season was even up. Clearly, I don't remember no. because it was canceled. It was called Powerless. Or was it Powerless? I think it was called Powerless. And he played the the CEO or boss of the company, and he was a cousin of Bruce Wayne. Oh, so it was like second-rate DC villains? Yeah. Oh, was this the the NBC show that was like people cleaning up after the Justice League? They weren't cleaning up after the Justice League, I don't think. I think they sold insurance or something. That's what they sold superhero insurance. Yes, I remember seeing commercials for this now. I couldn't remember if that was yeah, a Marvel. Yeah, it was Marvel called Powerless. Yeah, Vanessa or... Hudgens was in it. Was it DC? I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, it's DC. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But yeah, Alan Tudyk is just... Also, it's, I think, speaks volumes to his voice acting ability. That they so could so easily could have just taken someone's regular voice and then modulated it to sound like a parrot. They're like, no, we're gonna hire Alan Tudyk, this specific actor, because we know he can do a parrot voice. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I feel like it was just an easy way out to be like, you know, hey, sound guy, come say these lines, and then change it sound like a parrot. And it's like, no, we'll hire Alan Tudyk, which I think is just, you know, great for Alan Tudyk because he's just riding high, you know. <laughs> but he's flying high. He's flying he high. Hey. Okay, and then that's, oh, back to some music for a second. So yeah. yes, like as we spoke about previously, Prince Ali, that edition uh, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. good. And something, it cracks me up every time I hear this, because I've been listening to the soundtrack. At one point, Will Smith goes, he's talking about Prince Ali, and he goes, Yummy boy! <laughs> I heard that driving back from the movie, because I put him on Spotify to, when I was heading back, and I remember listening and being like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to like rewind it. I'm did like, you? did he just say yummy boy? Yeah. He definitely said yummy boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, um, you know, Prince Ali, handsome as he, Alibaba, that physique, how can I speak? Weak at the knee. Ooh, yummy boy. Yes. And I was just like, what? Yes. <laughs> I kind of want to go see it again just to see him say that. Because I'm like, oh, wait, what? Why did we include that in a kid's movie? It's a little like, hmm. I don't know. But yeah. It, it's I, I know what part of the movie it's in, too. It's where it's the shot of all those women watching him. And he's joining he's them disguised. like dressed as the women. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, interestingly enough. The so the women are singing something, and they have different lyrics than what the genie is singing during Prince Ali. And in the original '92 version, there was an error in the editing, and the lyrics were supposed to be about equals. You could understand what both were saying, mm-hmm. but in the '92 version, the balancing was off and Robin Williams' lyrics were much louder than the women were. Mm-hmm. And that was technically a mistake. Because mm-hmm. in the Broadway version, um, you know, there is... They sing the women's lyrics clearly, separate from everyone else, so you know what they're saying. Yeah. Um, but in this version, they kept the mistake in and made their lyrics super soft. What are they and singing? They're singing... Go on with what you're going to say, and I'll look this up. Okay. I don't want to stop the podcast, but go on. Okay, sure. And just moving on, so if we're talking about singing, let's talk about Speechless. Oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> Naomi Scott's little mm-hmm. solo. So we hear this We hear this twice in the movie. There's the first, and then there's a reprise. So now, Adam has strong feelings about this. How do you feel about this, Anna? I'm like kind of indifferent. The first part of it, like when she start when she originally sings it, which is when she's been told like women are supposed to be seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense because it's like I feel like I don't have a voice. I won't remain speechless. Like I'm not going to take that from like anybody, and so it like totally fits. Mm-hmm. But then when we, then when it happens again, once Jafar has like the genie and is like wishing all these things like that he's the sultan and all that stuff she's taken away and he says like women should be seen not heard again or some Mm -hmm. version of that right and then she breaks into this song and it like the whole storyline pauses and you see her like walking up to like her best friend dahlia her father and like i think even jafar or like Mm -hmm. the guards and stuff and like, I'm like, that's very symbolic, and that was like really cool because you don't see a lot of emotion from Jasmine throughout the whole thing, and when mm-hmm. you do, she shoves it down. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be emotionable, like emotional. I'm a mm-hmm. person of power. Like, I should just be like strong for everybody and like not show overexcitement or anything. And so it was nice to see that emotion of her walking up, but the song 
for Naomi to not do her justice at that time. And she ends the song with calling out to their head guard, who's now said he pledges his allegiance to Jafar because Jafar is a sultan and he pledges to whoever is the sultan. Mm-hmm. And she cries out in like a beg for help instead of like a commanding tone. And I was just like, Jasmine is such a strong character and such a strong female role that I really wish she had called out in more of a commanding instead of a pleading way. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think Speechless did her justice in the reprise. I feel like Disney could have really just given her like a really strong ballad and just done some like really cool stuff with it. Maybe not even a different song, but just like like a true reprise, not the same song over again. Have you ever seen the greatest? Have you seen the Greatest Showman? Yes. Yes. Like imagine if what if it was like this is me that the bearded lady sings. That would have made more sense after she's pushed away. Like yeah. You're mm-hmm. you're right. I was kind of in that moment when she starts singing. I was kind of hoping for something big like that. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen something like "This Is Me" for her, like mm-hmm. something that's either subtle enough that it's still like beautiful and fits and just works, or something that's just like turns into this over the top thing that just like I mean, like Naomi's got such a strong, she has such a strong voice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you give her fifty yards and she'll go a hundred, and mm-hmm. I think she went a hundred yards with the song that they gave her, but I really think Disney could have given her more. Just not enough oomph to this song. Yeah. yeah. So I've looked up what the women are saying in Prince Ali. Um, so this is all during the, you know, Prince Ali, Handsome as He, Ali Ababwa, um, that physique, how can I speak? We get the neat, ooh, yummy boy. <laughs> Will Smith. Yes, I'm glad we brought um, that up again. <laughs> but they're saying, there's no question this Ali's alluring, never ordinary, never boring. Everything about that man just plain impresses. He's a winner. He's a whiz, a wonder. He's about to pull my heart asunder. And I absolutely love the way he dresses. Whoa, asunder? Asunder. They're go- what? I want to start using that in my daily Ali's <laughs> about to, either about to pull, he's about to pull their heart asunder. Wow. Man, which is like, it's, it's so, like, he's that handsome. He's that good looking. That like their hearts will just be ripped out of their chests. Wow! And like, I think Asunder is like destroyed. Like, it's about to pull my heart asunder. It's like no one has ever said I'm that good looking. <laughs> that their hearts were gonna go asunder. <laughs> it's okay, Anthony. I'm sure there's someone out there for you. <laughs> Who's gonna say that their their heart will be? Tro- anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> do you, now that you know the lyrics, do you wish there was a part where the genie stopped singing and it was it just focused on the women singing? And I shake your head now. They include the like, lyrics. I'm not digging asunder. Well, they include the lyrics in the Broadway version, but ironically, the genie sings those lyrics too. Oh yeah. So like oh, they have cool. the handsome as he lyrics, like that whole kind of uh, refrain. And then the genie, like, speaks these lines. Uh, like, there's no question this Ali is alluring. Never ordinary, never boring. Everything about the man just plain impresses. Like, he's saying it, but it's still the genie. So oh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't even give it part. to the women in the Broadway show. They're just like, nah, the genie can have those lines. Well, I think it's because, like, I, uh, I'm kind of going along the lines of, like, the genie's really hyping Aladdin up. Well, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, it would be funny to, for the genie to say those things because you're like, okay, genie, like you're really just pulling our leg here because like you're his right hand man. Yeah, he's his right hand man for sure. Yeah, but like the women, like I guess it would depend on what to- what point it comes in at the song because you're like, okay, how long have they seen Prince Ali? And like, did the genie do something about them singing? Because like, 
I mean, he's so good looking, their hearts are going to pull asunder. I know. I mean, that but should like, speak I don't know. volumes. And they're, and they're part of the entourage, I would think, that the genie creates. You see, and I always took it, because in the movie, it's the same, so actually in the 2019 version, when he comes into that like harem house, I guess, mm-hmm. um, during One Jump Ahead, it's the same women. Oh, it is the same yeah. women? So, and same in the 92 and the 2019 version, uh-huh. where it's the same women who are now singing... Because it's kind of that ir- irony of them in one time, but hey, you know, uh, oh, was that, that Aladdin's hit the bottom? He's a one man rising crime, and everyone's like, like, and, like I blame parents that he hasn't got him. But in this one, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy, I would die for him. He's oh. so good looking, and it's the same women who I are just guess that makes him. sense because they thought he was attracted before. Also, something I don't understand in this movie is how no one recognizes Aladdin. <laughs> Well, no, but this, Jasmine the, does though. The Later genie, though, the genie, That's so well. the, the genie specifically says it's genie magic, and no one will recognize him. That's true. He well, says just, that. Yeah, yeah. he does Sorry, say cause, because because oh, Aladdin does bring up. He's like, "Will they recognize me and all this?" And the genie's like, "It's genie magic. Nobody's gonna know." Uh-huh. But Jafar, then, but Jafar is like the first one that gets it. But I feel like Jafar and the genie are probably the two smartest characters. Like Aladdin's smart, but I'd say he's more street smart, so to speak. I thought that Aladdin, or I thought that Jasmine figures it out before Jafar. I think Jafar says it to the parrot, or he realizes that Will Smith is the genie. Like he realizes one of them, but he doesn't act on it. But then Jasmine realizes it, and then Jafar acts on it. Mm, yeah, I I think because it, it's after me, but... Whole New World where he says Aladdin says to the genie, you know, oh, she figured out who I am. And then the genie's like, oh, well, you know. Oh, but I told her that I was a prince in disguise. So Jafar does realize that it's actually Aladdin first, just a street rat. That's right, yeah. But uh, Jasmine gets tricked into thinking, oh, he was just a prince undercover. And then... Undercover prince. (laughs) Coming soon to ABC. Oh, I was going to say, coming soon to TLC. Oh, God. (laughs) But yeah, like, the genie says like, oh, well, you know, genie magic only works for so long and then it wears off. So he specifically says that. Oh, he does? He says Gene it. magic wears off? Well, he's like, I think he like says people originally will, people are going to realize the truth. Like, people will see through the facade. Do they use the same that? kind of, like, plot device in, like, Doctor Who. And I'm like, they're not going to pull, like, a Doctor Who level of, like, you know, it's, like, intercloaking. I think they call it in the show. Where it's, like, you can be in front of someone they won't see you. Mm-hmm. And then they do this in Aladdin. And I'm like, oh... It's like Doctor Who. Cool. Okay. But yeah, it was. I thought he just said that you were going to have to come clean at some point because eventually, like, she's. I thought he was alluding to that she's so smart that she would figure it out. So, not necessarily that the genie magic goes away, but those that are closest to you eventually just figure it out. It's never clear. Yeah. That's okay. I would like to go back and watch that and find out. It's more of just in service to this story because I think the big themes of this movie are what. What is value? Mm-hmm. What is and what is success? Yeah. And how do you find worth? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are yeah. you are you questioning that to us? Were you were you like? <laughs> no, right. I'm just saying. Right. I, I, and you I were wrote, looking at us and you were like, "Go on." Like, <laughs> I, oh, like, go. I agree. Yes. I give you an inch, go with go mile with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I I think it ties that whole idea of how the magic works of i just changed what's on the outside I didn't change anything on the inside it plays into the themes of the movie 
Oh, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It was it's a, it's a fun. I liked that they. I don't know what I was gonna say, but yeah, like it just it was, it was good, and it felt relevant to today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in what ways? It was kind of a well. I think it was a modern take on the old Aladdin. I don't want to get political. I don't know for sure. I, like, but Aladdin wasn't shirtless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Aladdin wasn't shirtless. He didn't have super baggy pants, <laughs> which, if you know, you know. Well, oh goodness. If you don't. I'll tell you after the podcast. Oh goodness. Um, but but yeah, like they changed the character design. I like that they initially it was just Jasmine's main goal was. I don't want to have to marry a prince. I want to marry who I want. Can, can we talk about that uh, one prince, though, that she meets? And Dahlia's like, girl, this guy's great. Prince, yeah. prince, prince Anders. Prince prince yeah. And oh, like, did, he, was he German? He was like Norwegian or something. Nor- no? That's right. Because yeah. he has like all this fur. And I'm like, how and did she... the Norwegian guy find like the Middle Eastern <laughs> kingdom to be like, I'm going to marry the princess, princess in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, well, I just love how he's just like, like, when she walks out in, like, her, like, big gown, and, like, it's all colorful and beautiful, and Naomi's just beautiful in general, mm-hmm. and they just did her up wonderfully for, like, what I would imagine Jasmine wearing in this day and age, mm-hmm. or something, like, that was more modernized, mm-hmm. and his face is just, like, what you would hope every guy looks at you, like, when you walk down the aisle, mm-hmm. just, like, that dumbfounded, like, she's gorgeous, and, like, shocked, and he's, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> or, like, yeah, whatever like, he like, says. Ugh. And then he's just like tripping over his words, and then Raj, Raja, the, the lion, tiger, yeah. yeah, the tiger. Ooh, sorry, not lion, <laughs> the tiger. <laughs> and she's just like starts growling, but with like Aladdin, you don't notice. Like she's angry at first, but then she's like, "Oh, okay, this guy's cool." But the Norwegian prince just cracks me up. I thought he lost his hand to the tiger at first. Yeah, because they they. They, they cut away. Black. They cut away, yeah. and you just hear him screaming. I'm like, did he just die? Right. I that like, would have been hilarious when he shows up later. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't, he's missing an arm. But and like, no one talks about it. Yeah. Or like, there's just a like, giant scratch on his face. Like, hello, I'm back. <laughs> well, he was like, nothing happened. But I, did they ever show him looking at the tiger during that dance scene? I don't think the tiger was in the dance scene. Oh, I would really hope so. Like, if he had just like seen the tiger, be like, oh, like... What, stay what, away from I was her. confused why he was still there, other than it was like, well, we need a comedic guy who's not the I, genie. So maybe because he was maybe because they were hoping to keep all the candidates there to see which one won over Jasmine's heart. No, I mean, my guess. I mean, I don't think he. It, what it was like all within like a day or two's time. This whole movie, like, yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah, I mean, like because days, yeah, because like yeah, Aladdin the same night that he meets Jasmine goes to return her bracelet. And then we cut yeah, to the next day. And then he gets day. caught to the, and he gets taken to the Cave of Wonders. Right, and then he gets back that next day. So it's like at least As a Prince week's Ali. time. And I'm like, I don't think the Norwegian prince would just turn would just turn around and like be like, okay, bye. Like, I think he's like, we gotta get food. I was for the a ride little home. concerned with the Norwegian prince. Because I know how Disney likes to reference very popular things in Disney. And I was hoping, I'm like, please don't be from whatever country Frozen takes place in. You know, I don't want this to be like, you know, here's the prequel to Frozen. You know, oh it's gosh. like, it's Anna's grandfather. Wait, you know? did you hear that, though? I haven't seen Frozen. Elsa and Anna You're good. are siblings of Tarzan? Yes. Have you I heard have that? Seen yes. that? I have heard of that. I have. Can we all? <laughs> and you I... seem thrilled about that. <laughs> he... I, I don't like Frozen. I think it's a poorly written film with a poorly done plot twist. The villain is stupid. 
Although the sequel does look kind of good. <laughs> so I'll give it that. Can we talk about the Disney Easter eggs, though? And yeah, Aladdin? yeah, go ahead. Oh my gosh, because I... Anybody that knows me knows I'm obsessed with Disney World, as per yeah. my phone case and everything else I own. Right, your phone case is what? It's the castle with Dumbo flying over it, with it's the Walt cool. Disney World logo and like seal of approval that like, yes, this is authentic Disney. Because <laughs> we learned how <laughs> so you know. Because we had we had both gone to Disney World last May. Um, I've been going to Disney World my whole life. Well, you've been going there, yeah. <laughs> Come to find out, there are specific things that you cannot order online. You cannot get them in stores. You can only get them in the park. Really? And, like and what? Like, so, like, I got like, a sweatshirt. Like, her phone with, case that has, like, the, the WDW, the Walt Disney World I could order seal? that online, though, from you them. Can? I just had oh. to pay for shipping, but, like, the shipping's, like, a massive price if you're only ordering one phone case. Mm-hmm. But, like, so, like, I got a sweatshirt at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I'll give another example, too, that involves jewelry. I did not find that sweatshirt anywhere else. And it has, like, this lace trim. It's striped. It has Minnie, I think, Mickey on it, too. Mickey and Minnie, yeah. And it's a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, the whole time I was down there, I was, like, I just want to find, like, a sweatshirt or something that's practical that is, like, really cute. And, like, everything we tried on was kind of, like, meh, meh, meh. Last day was at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I had been looking on the Disney Shop app. This is not sponsored by Disney at all as I'm talking about this. Although, Disney, if you want to sponsor us, uh, reach out. Uh, <laughs> we're on our social media, so, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not saying, like, go out to the apps or, like, download them or anything. But I was on it the whole time because that's what we used to plan the vacation. I looked at it because I think your mom found some stuff that she wanted yep. but didn't know what parks they were at. And so we were using that, and you can't find it on the park app unless you have it in front of you and can, like, scan the barcode, and it'll show you if it's at, like, Animal Kingdom or Disney Springs. And with, like, the jewelry example, Pandora makes Disney charms. However, they make Disney exclusive charms, and they're exclusive per park. So, like, if I went to Animal Kingdom and wanted an Animal Kingdom charm, the one at Disney Springs might have it. But the one at Animal Kingdom might have like a like for example like a hidden Mickey one that's only at that park. So, yeah, so it's they completely have exclusive, exclusive items there. I have a, a blue sweatshirt. Um, I think you've seen it before. That has like it says Walt Disney World 2018, and it has like the different logos of different parks. And that you can only get in the parks. You can't order it online. You can only get it at Disney World. So. Yeah. How did we get on that topic? I'm so sorry. Well, we, we were got... talking about Disney Easter oh, eggs. Oh, hidden Mickeys or hidden yeah. Disney Easter eggs. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with Disney World. And my favorite part was when um, Jasmine's looking at that map to figure out where a Babwa is. And she's like, it's funny. I have all these maps, but I don't see where a Babwa is. And Aladdin's like, genie, like, I need help. And the genie somehow <laughs> magically hears him because of genie <laughs> magic. Yeah. And the genie, like, pops up on the map and is like, okay, I got you. But he sketches. The Magic Kingdom Park, yep. like, what it really is. Like, That's it's not cool. like Fantasyland. It's, like, where Tomorrowland is. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see the Walt statue, like, in the middle of it and the castle. And then he's like, oh, wait, wrong map. And then he, like, puts a Bobwa between wherever it was on the original map. And he's like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And then this, then the Magic Carpet's making a Disney castle sand castle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so funny. Desert. And the other one, too, is they're, they fly over the Lion King 2 Pride Lands. During yeah. a whole new world. I did hear, I, I didn't catch it when I watched it, but I read that. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I saw it and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a Pride Lands. And then I read it and I was like, oh, that there makes a goes. lot of sense. Simba was there somewhere. Yeah. Also, did you catch, the, I think this happened in the Cave of Wonders. The genie was explaining about the wishes and he was 
he was showing a stone tablet or something, and it was the 2D versions of Aladdin, yep. Genie, mm-hmm. Abu, and the carpet, I think. Yep. I did not. From the 92. Yeah, he's like, so you know, cool. like, like, for example, I can't do this. And it was the Robin Williams Genie showing the 92 like shirtless aladdin (laughs) you know they kept the shirtless part there and they're like we're gonna get him in this movie somehow aladdin will be shirtless in one way shape or form (laughs) um but yeah and yeah it was it was i like also that they didn't well i was gonna say they didn't make the genie look like the animated version of the genie just in real life um He's still blue. He's still blue. Which I thought Will Smith was like, don't worry, y'all, I'm still blue. Yeah, and just, it it didn't, can we just all agree that the genie, as great as Will Smith of an actor was, the special effect of the genie, when he's in the genie form with like the goat, like the smoke, kind of the tail, instead of legs, looks kind of janky. I don't I, agree. I actually don't. I know that people were hitting on this on the trailer. I'm, it's never bothered me. I'm like, he's a magic person. I'm cool with it. Right, like he's a really? he's a very yeah. powerful being. What would... I'm cool with it. I honestly. expect him to be ginormous. I feel like if you're a very powerful being, you'd look a little better. I don't know. I mean, what, what, well, okay, let's also take into consideration that he's like, oh my god, I've been in this lamp for so long. What is better to you? I'm curious about that. <sighs> I'd rather him just be like, it just be Will Smith. And the animate him like flying or something. I don't know. Like keep the blue part, but it just seemed it looked like his head was just like ever so slightly floating off of his body. <laughs> because that wasn't his actual body. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. And like I would have rather them like animated the like the smoke tail on mm-hmm. him and just had because we know Will Smith, he's he's a good looking guy. You know, just make him shirtless, just have him be shirtless. And digitally color him blue, the end. You know, I would have rather that than an, a whole animated version and then just Will Smith's head. See, I think I would prefer the animated version. I liked some how he was a little bit more complicated than the originals. Like, around his biceps, he had these zigzaggy tattoos. I, yeah. yeah. In the smoke tail, there was some gold mixed in there. I, I, yeah, I remember there was a particular moment where he's, like lying down or something but we see a close of the tail and see like little gold threads going through it i'm like that's cool yeah that was the little details like that um were enjoyable and i gotta think that animating the genie took a lot oh Oh my gosh yeah all the stuff that he does and i wonder how much of that was motion capture on will smith's part and how much of that was just like we're just going to animate it Mm -hmm. you know disney let us know (laughs) um I did like the, you know, how the movie almost, like, referenced itself. Like, they referenced Friend Like Me, the, the actual song. They did? Because in a lot of the Disney movies and musicals in general, a song will happen, but people won't reference that a song happened. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Aladdin's like, oh, come on, you know, for me, do me a favor. You're a friend, remember? And then, oh, we're you know, not friends. the genie's like, you know, oh, no, no. The song was Friend Like Me. Friend like me. I'm not your friend. You know, and then right after he sings Friend Like Me, Aladdin's like, so I just wish. And he's like, did you not hear the song? That was the instructions. Like he specifically references the song. Oh, yeah. Because that was kind of interesting because they never really do that, you know, in, even in the original Aladdin. It's just kind of, you know, like, yep. 
and that's what I can do. So that song is an example of diagenic. Diagenic. Diagenic music. <laughs> You're learning. I I'm love learning. It. I have a question, a few questions for you too, since you've seen the original. Mm-hmm. In the original, was there that plot of the genie and Aladdin being friends? Yes. There was. Yeah. He does say that he that his last wish would be to set the genie free, and he actually has a tougher time deciding. I thought in the animated one. In the animated one, just because mm-hmm. like I don't remember it all ending in the animation in the animated one, the way that it has ended in the new one. Because in the the animated one, it ends with the genie being set free, and actually going to Disney World. He's oh, like, really? "See ya!" And oh, he puts yeah, on like right. a goofy baseball uh, hat and then goes to Disney that's World. Hilarious. Um, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, the there were a lot of differences in the, in the um, there's some I think that kind of uh, what's the word here like created plot holes in the new one. You think mm-hmm. so in the animated version. Uh, when Jafar sends Aladdin to the farthest ends of the earth, mm-hmm. he physically puts him in what he rips off a tower from the palace, puts him in it and shoots it off like a rocket. Mm-hmm. So oh, he physically right. transports him to like, I guess Antarctica or, you know, somewhere in the North. Maybe he goes, sends him to Prince Anders's kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, he teleports Aladdin there. And then several times during the chase scene, I'm like, you have teleportation powers Jafar, just teleport Aladdin and Jasmine to you with a lamp. Like, you can do this. And you're having Iago chase them to the city, and you have the power to fit, like bring them to you instantly. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like forgot he had that power. Yeah, maybe he just did it for the fun of it to watch the chase scene. But still, you know, I don't well, know. Well, maybe it would make it, I don't know, like they ran away. Maybe he just wanted to like inflict some hurt or, or pain I guess. or something. But or yeah, just like it, scare attack them. It it's it just it seemed like did Jafar forget how powerful he is? Huh. You know, maybe. But in in the original, so in this movie, Aladdin technically got four wishes because that first wish to escape, mm-hmm. Abu was rubbing the lamp. Mm-hmm. Did that happen in the original as well? So in the original, Abu doesn't rub the lamp when the wish is made. Um, Aladdin is basically just like talking down to the genie. He's like, oh. If you're so powerful, then get us out of here. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're so powerful. You know, but, you know, you have to use wishes to do stuff, but I guess you're not that powerful if you can't get us out of here. He's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Let me show you this! And he gets them out of there, and he's like, boom, done, look at that. <laughs> and then he goes to wish, and then um, the genie's like, all right, you're down to two wishes. He's like, ah, I just made my first wish. Or like, I still have three wishes. And he's like, what? He's like, I didn't wish for that. And the genie's like, oh. Well, shoot, you got me there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it was different in that Aladdin was just insulting the genie in the animated one, and that gets them out of the cave. Yeah. I, I what was Aladdin's second wish in the animated one? Because I know in this one it was like that whole like he's like Will Smith's like, well, this is a gray area that I'm saving you from drowning. But I think it was the same thing. Was it? I don't remember yeah. Aladdin. He does that, and then the last wish is set him free. Clearly, I apparently haven't seen the animated one either. I guess. <laughs> Also, in the animated one, does Jasmine become the Sultan at the end? No, that's she just, right. She just marries him. I guess Aladdin becomes the Sultan. Oh. Yeah, because I think the Sultan even says like, you know, you'll be a, you'll be a great ruler one day, Aladdin. Oh, no. So yeah. just, oh, patriarchy no. is still in place in Agrabah. Oh. I did like that they made made Jasmine have so, more of an ambition besides just wanting to 
marry someone, someone she wants. Yes. And being more, you know, like, I can do this. I can rule. I have the ability. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think that's why Speechless was such a upsetting Because they had built, they, they could do something great there. Yeah. And they just, like, they'd done the legwork. Like, let's just give her the same song again. Yeah. Which, I mean, I like that they gave her more songs in this. Because in the movie, I don't remember her having that many singing lines. She had a few lines on Whole New World, and that was it. Yeah. And so I like that they gave her more singing opportunities because i'm like she is she's the princess like she's the, the aladdin female focus, lead but yeah she's a main female lead so what i think the reason i didn't like speechless and all of those songs was more just the fact that all of the songs one jump ahead prince ali friend like me whole new world all of these songs happen within the context and help move the story forward speech just kind of comes in and is like and now here's jasmine's inner thoughts well, it comes into context the first time. The first time it makes sense. The second yeah. time it's like, and now her internal thoughts. I'm like, I don't, why are we not moving the story forward? Right. I don't know. But, yeah. So, anything else? Uh, one other thing is that apparently Gabriel Iglesias was mm. also considered to be play the genie. I would just love to see him, like, include, like, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy line. <laughs> if he was a genie. Like, and like, if he was like, what? I would have loved. Like, major, like, big animated body. I would have loved. like, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy, or whatever he's. I would have loved to have seen Gabriel Iglesias' head on, like, the buff genie body. And then when he becomes a human, he's just fat. <laughs> With a bit of a turn there, but I. I like that the genie. And it, it does end the same way in the animated one where he's like, you know, oh, you're free. And the genie asks Aladdin, like, you know, ask me to do something, you know. And then he's like, go give me a, a drink. He's like, get it yourself. That happens <laughs> in the animated movie as well. But he, like, oh, winces, yeah. like, if I defy him. I'm but the only <laughs> difference is that in the animated one, the genie is free but still has his powers. Is oh, he still right. blue and everything? Yeah. yeah. So he's still blue. He's still... Basically, now he's just a a free, genie. all-powerful being. Whoa. The genie is more dangerous in the animated one at the end than he is in... Because in this one, he just becomes a human. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if all genies are just trapped humans. I would think so. Who wish to become genies, thinking that it'll make them powerful. I would love to see Jafar's first person that he has to grant three wishes to. And the a terrible time that he'd have being like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then but he'd like, have to. He'd have to do it. Yeah. Right, but I would love to like, because you know how like Will Smith like winced when he was like, doing, get it yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just want to see like what would happen if he was still a like, genie. What would happen if a genie like, like, denied, and, like, denied a wish? And like, no, I'm not going to do that. Down? <laughs> but yeah, so like in the animated one, he remains all powerful. He doesn't become a human. What, did, what did you think about potentially having Gabriel Iglesias as a genie? Oh, I think it would be really interesting. I loved Will Smith as the genie, mm-hmm. but I think I, I'm just imagining it now. I think he would have done a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his singing voice is like, but oh, oh yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> like maybe, me, maybe Ooh. he just raps it too. Yeah, <laughs> he much does really more good rap in, of it. He does really good impressions though, and like does beatboxing really well. So oh, I feel right, like he, he would be okay. With you're right. His singing. impressions would be funny. Would he be? Yeah. Would he still be wearing shorts though as a genie? <laughs> I, I, I would love, love it. I want to see the George. Give <laughs> the us blue, the Georgini Disney. We the need to see the Georgini. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, that's not in our costume budget. No. no. So, any final thoughts then? If you haven't um, seen Aladdin, the new one, why are you still listening? Because of the spoilers. And two, go see it. So, with that review, out of ten... Genies? Lamps. Oh. What were you going to say? And they can have genies in them. So yeah. Okay, technically. Out of ten magic lamps. That's 30 wishes. Damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, out of ten magic lamps, what would you each give this film? You go first, Anna. Okay. I'd give it... You know, I'm pretty pleased with it, considering I didn't like the animated one as much. I'd probably give it ten. Ten? Yeah. At least, a perfect at least nine. Movie. Well, I just like... Like, I'm a big person on, like, set design casting all that kind of stuff so that's mm-hmm. why i think i'd give it a 10 because i wasn't a big fan of the first aladdin and i mean the broadway one's good but i think they really did this one in the storyline justice mm. this time anthony i would give it a solid eight so i really eight. liked it i really really liked this movie and i'm excited to see it again mm. i would give this a 7.9. <gasps> what? It's not quite an 8. <laughs> can, we say, can we say a 7 and two-thirds of uh, it, The, the <laughs> 2.1 that I didn't like is because Jafar was too constrained. But I feel like... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I go back to the whole... I think they just kept him constrained so you could have that big blowout. But he's, he's crazy in the animated one. And he is even... He's able to go crazier and farther in the... Anyway, one too. I don't know, but that's just yeah. Me. You're right. He is more constrained. Yeah. But well, yeah. So well, all right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Double A Cinema Cast. Almost called it Double A Popcast. I'm like, whoop! That's not the name anymore. <laughs> no. um, so again, remember uh, follow us on social media on our Twitter at uh, Double A Cinema and Instagram at Double A Cinema Cast. And anywhere that you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating, give us a follow. You know what? Uh, tell us, tell us podcast about. Uh, tell it to your. Oh my gosh, I'm just folding my words here. Um, t- tell your best friends. Tell about, your friends, your family, your dog, your fish. Yeah. <laughs> tell your family, friends, your 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 best friends, your worst friends, your best enemies, your worst enemies, and anyone you know who breathes and listens to podcasts to uh, check out Double Cinema Cast. Noise. <laughs>